This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. My name is Keen and I am early for my lobotomy. <laughs> uh, my name is Erin and I said the queen, not the beast. Yeah, <laughs> and you're listening to Sissy That Pod, your favourite RuPaul's reaction podcast. And today we're getting in to the meat of season 15 episode 11 we're back in mm-hmm. 90 minute episode yeah. territory and we're joined by the gorgeous Maddie Morphosis did you enjoy mm-hmm. chatting to Maddie? I had a horrible time I thought that yeah. Maddie was too kind uh, too too gracious uh, with his time I hated mm-hmm. it yeah. yeah. well it's a bit of a longer episode this week because while we had Maddie on the on the line we spoke about what's going on in the US regarding the anti-LGBTQ bills that are being passed and the drag ban that's happening in Tennessee. So it starts off kind of serious um, for good reason and then we get into the frivolities of season 15. Yeah, it's a good balance. It's, you'll feel uh, gratified by the end. Exactly. Mm-hmm. High brow and low brow all combined. We've oh, got yeah. everything here for you. <laughs> all yeah, the brows. 100%. Uh, but for now, let's get into it. Please welcome to the show, Maddie Morphosis. Hey guys, Tom Moran here. I am the host of Personality Bingo, a podcast where we put 60 minutes on the clock. We've got a bingo machine with 60 balls in it. Here you go. And we've got 60 corresponding questions. The questions can be anything from have you ever seen a ghost to what's the most important quality for you and a romantic partner to have you ever or would you ever consider seeing a fortune teller. In season two of Personality Bingo, we've got episodes with Brezzy. We've got Emma Kerwin. We've got Justine Stafford. If you want to go back into the archives, we've got 130 episodes there, including episodes with Paul Meskel. That's Personality Bingo with me, Tom Moore. Maddie Morphosis, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Sissy That Pod. Last time I saw you, I was I was in your booth at DragCon UK, appreciating all the gorgeous crocheting. How did you find <laughs> it, and how have you been since then? I, I I found it quite well. I had a really good time in the UK. Um, I really wish I got to spend a little bit more time exploring the city because obviously, especially somewhere like London, there's so much to see, so much to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the people are really great. Uh, it's honestly <laughs> DragCon UK was honestly a lot more relaxed and nice mm. than regular drag con because i think um you know the european people have a little bit more um how to put this nicely tact i guess boundaries boundaries, <laughs> uh, boundaries that's a good word boundaries whereas uh people in la can be a little bit much after one too many house of love cocktails they can mm. get a little or some sparkly bubbly water as per this episode or, yeah or or, or, or bubbly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess let's let's briefly discuss season you know 14 how has life changed since since the show it's it's been great I uh you know grew up in Arkansas I haven't I didn't get a chance to really see much of the world I, was, I never even was on a plane before and now I live in Vegas so I'm very wow. thankful for the opportunity to get out of Arkansas but uh yeah <laughs> nice. I, I, I love just to iterate I love the people there I love you know all my family and friends but as far as drag, there's not a lot of opportunity there. But, uh, you know, since the show, I've got to travel to all kinds of different cities and meet all kinds of people. And I don't know, it's just, it's just been such an experience to just like travel and see more of like the world than I got to experience in my small little bubble. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Cool. Um, just living the fantasy as a D-list celebrity. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> 
Absolutely. <laughs> I was actually talking with someone last night about how like it strike the perfect balance of where I'm known enough that I get like free drinks out of the venues and things, but I'm not known enough that everyone like recognizes me at like Target and stuff. So it's great. I get the right. anonymity where I need it and then recognition where I want it. <laughs> that's a good balance absolutely yeah Yeah. um watching season 15 and we'll get into it in a bit like we're and the whole 40 minute fiasco Mm -hmm. like how do you you think it would have been a big change to your season had they only been 40 minute episodes oh absolutely i mean i think there's like some people in my season that wish they they got more screen time than they did um i can't imagine what it would have been if it was less you know i i try to be a little bit more a little reserved just because I knew that my situation was a precarious one. I had to be careful, you know, just kind of with what I say, because I, I was kind of like almost like a representative. You know what I mean, though? Being like, you know, the first. Yeah, yeah different yeah. viewpoint in drag a, or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, a, they, an atypical person. Yeah. <laughs> so I was a little more careful <laughs> what I said. And, you know, by consequence, I wasn't the most like exciting personality uh, on, during my time on the show. So they had cut down from an hour or or an hour and a half to one hour episodes, I probably definitely would have had a lot more cut. And I think it would have gotten a, a Robin Fierce edit of like almost not even being in the show. Oh yeah. <laughs> Poor Robin Fierce. I know. Such a great but queen. You got, a, you got enough for those free drinks. And that's, yeah. that's, all, that's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> right, well, before we get into this week's episode, while you're here, we wanted to kind of just discuss everything that's going on in the US at the moment, especially around the drag ban in, in Tennessee. And I, I suppose that's kind of the, the terminology that's being used to shorthand to describe mm-hmm. it. Um, so look, you probably are more across this than some of our listeners because it's closer to home, but I just hit a brief summary of what's going on in case uh, people aren't up to speed. So this the in Tennessee, and in particular, this seems to have data back to a legal debate that took place in Jackson, Tennessee, where Republican Chris Todd challenged plans for a family-friendly drag event during Pride because he, in his opinion, it was, quote, grooming kids. And since then, he joined forces with uh, another senator called Bill Lee and um, who have kind of come up with this bill that was passed in Tennessee that's going to come into effect on the 1st of April in which it's going to be an offence to engage in adult cabaret entertainment on public property or in a location where it could be viewed by a person who is not an adult. And by adult cabaret entertainment, it was defined as adult-oriented performances that are deemed harmful to minors. Um, And harmful to minors is also qualified, which is basically any performance that is deemed obscene, patently offensive to prevailing community standards or lacks serious literary political uh, uh, or sorry and lacks serious literary political artistic and or scientific benefit for minors um it's unclear how this law is going to be enforced such that like, people are concerned that you know some miley cyrus performances might even be impacted like it's it's so vague how it's going to be enforced will it be enforced on trans women who are you know quote you know female impersonators non-binary people gender non-conforming people etc um so that so it's guess it's the vagueness around the law that's going to be you know causing a lot of concern for people also in tennessee there was a senate bill one that was passed which bans all forms of gender affirming health treatments for minors um and this could mean that anyone who's on sort of hormone blockers or you know testosterone blockers could have to wean off their medication by march 2024 um, or health providers could lose their licenses. This is also just Tennessee. There's also ser- other um, 
bills that are being passed in other states across the US that are kind of threatening um, trans people, LGBTQ people at large and drag performers. How have things been in the US, you know, firsthand? How has it been like being a drag performer there with, with all this going on? Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> well, before we even get into it, I just want to apologize in advance if I get a little lost in thought or go off track or anything, because I have a lot of you know thoughts and emotions around this like whole thing. And there's so many little elements to it. Um, but as far as like the general mindset people have here, um, I mean, it's a lot of fear, especially like not just for drag performers, but also for trans individuals, people in the queer community, and even beyond that, because a lot of these bills are just kind of gateway bills to further like an agenda from like, you know, the far like extreme conservative people. Um, it's like, it's definitely an air of like nervousness that's happening right now. I say nervous, like fear for people that are being directly affected, like in Tennessee right now, nervousness for people in near proximity, you know, because bills like this, you know, I've, I live in Las Vegas, obviously, like the bill is not going to affect us, probably, if, there, if there's one bastion of drag that's still happening, it's probably going to be in Las Vegas, but either way, you know, it still affects like a lot of people that I know and love, like all over the place, and it's not even in just states like Tennessee, because um, if, you're, if you're familiar with America, there is like a big divide with like political parties because it's really just two parties. But if they've even tried to like start introducing some of these bills in blue states as well. Just I think just as like a dip a toe in the water to see like how things are going to go. And it, it's just it's just a beginning, too, because they started with drag bills. And then from there, like they've like you said, they're already like saying like, oh, kids shouldn't be affected by or like kids shouldn't be allowed to have gender affirming care. And then they're extending it to like the trans bathroom bills are saying like trans people shouldn't be allowed to use the bathroom that they identify with. There's already like, they've already been like talks of introducing bills that it would allow them to decline marriages based off their own moral beliefs. So if a person didn't want to marry gay people because they think that gay people shouldn't be married or even people that are um, not like not atheists, you know, like things like that, like it's, there's a whole, there's a big pushback from like the conservative minority right now. And unfortunately, a lot of the conservative minority has power in these states and is pushing these bills through, even if it's not the will of the people. And it's just really sad to see. And it's, it's very scary. And I, it honestly, it feels like almost like an air of like desperation from the party. Cause it is a party that's like dwindling in numbers, but it's, they're using what little power they have left to hurt people. Instead of like helping people in their state with like housing or medical care or, you know, it's like actually doing things to help people, you know, they, they, they say they want to protect children, but they're going after drag queens. I've done shows for like younger audiences. You know, there's a lot of performances I do that are geared more towards adults because it's in adult venues like bars and clubs. But there's also performances that I do in mind with like family friendly audiences. Like I do numbers with like as Disney princesses or with sock puppets. And, but they're not using that. They're using shows like brunches, for instance, where it's made for an adult audience, but people can bring their children if they so choose in the same way that parents can allow their children to watch an R rated movie or allow their children to use, use curse words in the house. Children are not going to these shows by themselves. Like they're not being left alone with drag queens. Every one of these events they're talking about, even like drag queen story hours, children are with their parents. They're with their guardians or adults. It's not just drag queens. 
like the whole message of they're using these moments to groom your children. It's not the case and it never has been the case. And it's such a gross misrepresentation and fear mongering that doesn't even have a clear reason for it. And the only reason that makes sense is because they're using it to weaponize against the queer community at large. And even like the the classification of drag as the sexualized thing when it's it's an it's a performance mm-hmm. art up both like you know, it's still like based on this premise that men are wearing female underwear to get their kicks, which I mean some men do in the privacy of their own home. But like it's a totally different thing and it's a totally misunderstood mm-hmm. premise of the whole yeah, drag scene. People aren't spending three hours getting in hair and makeup to put on a giant ball gown to read a storybook because that's their sexual kicks. Like no one's doing that. <laughs> there's so many. There's so many things that are happening, and honestly, like the fact that they're all happening out of nowhere all at once. Like I don't think that's a mistake. I think a lot of it is like a distraction because if you throw, you know, like 10, 10 bills in all at once. You know, people can't focus on like, you know, a bunch of different problems at once. So you can really only tackle like one thing at a time. And how are things at home in Arkansas? Uh, yeah, well, in Arkansas, that's a really great point to bring up Arkansas in this, because I think what a lot of people don't realize is that it's not desperate. It's not, you know, it's fighting against these bills is not in vain. It actually does work. Uh, making your voice heard, attending the meetings. Um, not just online too, because if you are in a state where this is affecting you, you live like in the capital city where these bills are being passed, you can show up and show out for the protests and you can even attend like the house committee meetings. Um, in Arkansas, they tried Mm -hmm. to pass one of the anti-drag bills. They were classifying drag as any person wearing clothes opposite the gender they were assigned at birth and performing for an audience of two or more people. And obviously that entails way more than drag. That's, and it's not just like a, a a man dressing in women's clothing for doing a drag performance. That's also trans people, a trans person singing karaoke, mm-hmm. or it's a non-binary person performing like as a birthday clown or something. You know, it's it if it's but it's it was purposely vague because it wasn't just mm-hmm. about drag. It's about like stifling that queer expression in general. But with that bill, so many yeah. people challenged it in the state that they ended up changing the wording of the bill to where it wasn't about drag. It was about drag performers showing nudity at the shows, which is already illegal, but they put it in a bill to make it word to specify and they passed that bill instead. So it made it seem to them that they got a win because they got their bill passed. But at the same time too, the queer community got a win Mm. because they changed the bill entirely, all the wording of it because of all like the people coming out and making their opinions heard about it. And unfortunately that's not what happened with Tennessee, but I do think the Tennessee bill will be challenged, but for the people that are inevitably going to have these bills coming towards them too, like you can challenge these bills, you can make your voice heard and you can get the wording changed, you know, overruled because like you, you do have an opinion. You are one of the voters. You are, a, you know, one of the constituents, one of the people being represented by these people. And you're just as valid. You're, you're just as valid as the people trying to push it through. It's hard to see this reaction, homophobic reaction, with the particular emphasis on drag as something that isn't like anything other than kind of a direct response to drag race and the impact drag race has had in the global movement of drag queens mm. and putting them front and center in terms of main stage culture. Mm. And kind of when I think of that, I kind of think, God, it's actually kind of 
part of me feels like it was inevitable that something like this was going to come up as a reaction to how how brilliant Br- Drag Race has been in platforming queer men mostly and, and drag as, as an art form. Um, it definitely doesn't feel separate issue to Drag Race at all. No, and like you said, I, I think with Drag Race being like such a mainstream thing as it is, I think it definitely kind of feeds into it because I do think that the people that are, you know, the, the very far right conservative people, they do have this sense of fear that their their lifestyle and like their you know, like it's like their power in a sense is like being stripped away because of the fact that they're no longer the norm, not even the norm. They, they still are the norm. <laughs> like, like I was like cisgendered heterosexual people are, are still like the, the norm and what is most commonplace. But whenever yeah. you see these people that are very different around you, very different from you, suddenly growing in numbers, like, you know, so, some people get irrationally scared of that, but it's like, there's nothing to be scared of. It's just people living their lives. And I see people online say stuff mm-hmm. like well if you know we're posting about the bills people will comment on my things on twitter when i share stuff and say things like well we don't care about trans people they're, they're making such a big deal about everything if you know it's like it's fine if you want to do shows but leave our kids alone it's like no one's messing with your kids like as a drag performer you know like they ask yeah. sometimes like you know do you want to go do a drag queen story i'll read the kids it's like yeah sure that's a really nice thing reading the children it's like we're not going out just trying to book all these shows, dancing around yeah. kids and stuff. It's it's so much like fear mongering and just ignorance that's happening. And a lot of like news organizations are letting it happen. Social media is just stoking the flames. And it's like we've seen this happen again. We've seen this happen before in other instances in history where people develop this overwhelming fear of a minority group and then lash out because of it. All right. Well, let's move on to uh, some, some brighter more fun topic yes. <laughs> episode 11 of season 15 of rupaul's drag race is a stand-up challenge a challenge i feel would have been in maddie morphs's ballpark you know had you not had you been given this rather than the second design challenge <laughs> would was this a challenge that you were hoping to get when you're on the show i was I, every challenge that i wanted to get i got right after i left because like i was there for the talent show which was kind of last minute i literally just like I asked them if they could have a guitar and then I was like I'll figure it out when I get there uh and then like there was like design challenges obviously I didn't want to do design (laughs) challenge a couple acting challenges which is fine like the teaser was fun just making material jokes and stuff but I really wanted to do snatch game I want the comedy challenge the roast the reading challenge these are things I was really excited for and I didn't get to participate in Mm. who was your snatch game character uh, I had a few different ones. I'm not going to say who my main one okay. was just because uh, I don't, you know, there's always a chance you can get that all-star call. And if I yeah, do, exactly. I don't want, I don't want my character <laughs> to be taken by some season 17 girl that's listening right now. <laughs> um, yeah. But I thought about doing like a young Catherine Hepburn. Um, <laughs> and she's been done before, but I thought about doing, no one's ever done like younger Catherine Hepburn. I mm. thought about uh, Joe Exotic was one of my Snatch Game characters. Um, for my video there was someone else i can't remember who i joy behar yeah that was another one because uh, i really wanted to do joy, joy behar because there was a lot to work with because she had a a rather tumultuous interview with rupaul years prior and there's so much like content back and forth you could bring up again like with mm. Ru to reference the interview that was a few <laughs> options that i had nice nice yeah uh, so this week episode kicks off with um, 
Selena, she is sad uh, because she's calling herself a bottom queen. She never thought she'd be like it, which was sad for us to see. Kind of like <laughs> almost kind of admitting defeat, which is a shame because she's so like bright and bubbly and talented. Mm-hmm. And then Lucy annoyed that she didn't win, which is de rigueur at this stage. And then there's um, <laughs> the Lux versus Lucy battle of the bump. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you finding Lucy as a competitor in this season? Mm. I'm 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 torn because I love Lucy's drag. I think she's an amazing drag queen. Like a lot of even like a lot of her runways, what she's brought to the competition so far, I've really enjoyed. But I have always feel a little um jaded towards the queens that are always complaining about like not getting a win. Whenever a lot of queens, you know, queens like Selena are just like, you know, I'm in the bottom. I keep being mm. in the bottom. This is not what I expected. You know, it's like, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some. I don't know. It's just the whole, like, the mindset of being super serious yeah. there. Because, you know, it's all these different queens come from around the world. We all bring different stuff, you know, and, like, there's different challenges. You never know what you're going to win. I, but at the same time, I also understand the frustration of being so close to a win. So then again, maybe I'm coming from a mindset of somebody that just kind of skimmed the bottom at, during my time on the show. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I love her drag. I definitely, I, I will say in her defense... Yeah, there's <laughs> the interview that they did uh, last episode. I did think she was going to win that one. I really did. I thought they were playing in her face mm-hmm. on <laughs> on that one. Yeah, but I do think I did. Yeah, I will say like if if Maybe if, if the she runway had is a not bump, then she would have. If the runway was not factored won. in, I'm, I would say Lucy should have won. But if you do factor in the runway, I'm like, yeah, you shouldn't have won because there should have been a baby. I'm a hundred percent. There should have been a baby bump. If you're gonna drag it up, I thought whenever she pulled that little mm-hmm. her blazer open, team, I thought she was gonna have like, like this big bowls pop out. She was gonna be rubbing like really just exaggerated, and she was corseted. <laughs> She was cinched. I know. And what what was she what was she talking about that Beyonce didn't have a bump? I also like was was a bit I won't say the word offended, but just just a bit rubbed the wrong way when she said, Well well yeah, someone mentioned the thing about the bump, and then she implied that they were insulting Beyonce. Um, and then said, oh, I was doing, you know, Beyonce has body, yaddy, yaddy, I needed to do body, yaddy, yaddy. And it's like, oh, okay, so pregnant women don't have uh, body, yaddy, yaddy. Like, it's, yeah. it's not a tumor. It's a yeah. pregnant belly. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. you're wearing, it's not like that outfit was the, the wonderful, special thing about that Beyonce look was the baby bump. <laughs> like, yeah. that's, she, she, it wasn't that it was a suit. Who cares? She 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 could have she could have got those same pants in like some paternity pants, mm-hmm. but like if you want to have body yada yada, you can have like your drag body be super cinched, but then put like a little bump on top of it, so you still have like the curves yeah. on the side, but then you have like the profile with the bump from you know. I yeah, don't know. And, and also when it's drag, you want it to be bigger than reality, so you want it to have been like. Yeah. Gargantuan yeah. Why bump, not? You know? I didn't even want a bump. I wanted like I wanted a belly. I wanted yeah. an belly. exercise ball. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted her to be yeah. eight months along. Yes. And pregnant women, <laughs> especially pregnant fiance, are are gorgeous. It's just, yeah, it's just crazy. And then annoying at her when she was rubbing her belly, it well, it looked like she was playing like a super smug, um, I'll just say like anorexic pregnant woman, like, oh my God, <laughs> can you believe I'm seven months along? Like <laughs> just like kind of unhinged. Um, sorry to throw the word anorexic out there, but uh, yeah. 
That's all right. Uh, it, it's like it's like the the women that find out they're pregnant whenever they're like four weeks along, and then they're just mm-hmm. like they're just like rubbing their belly. It's like you can't even feel anything yet. It's still like a tadpole. <laughs> like stop that. <laughs> it's like oh my god, I'm pregnant. Can't wait to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> can't wait to meet you while <laughs> rubbing your belly is so good. <laughs> <laughs> then there's a mini challenge. So I guess the you know the the. Significant thing about this episode is we're back to this, well, I guess, you know, 90 minute episode, 60 minute without ads episode. Mm. So the pacing was gorgeous. We got a lovely yeah. mini challenge, which was yeah. great. We could waste some time with them taking uh, t- cans out of an ice cooler, you know, we had that luxury <laughs> last time. It felt like a proper episode. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm really glad we're back to the, the longer episodes again. I know some people like the shorter episodes because, um, they're like little babies that watch sensory videos and have short attention spans. But I like longer episodes. I like a little mm-hmm. bit more story. You know, like Drag Race is great. But for me, Drag Race is not just about, oh, here's the queen doing a silly dance. Now they're wearing a silly little outfit and then do a silly little lip yeah. sync. Like, I want story. I want build up. I want yeah. stakes, you know. It was nice to see them having fun, too. Like, yeah. they're all laughing. And the, yeah, previously, just no time for that. Yeah, a lot of workroom chatter that we didn't get to see a lot during the season. Mm-hmm. It's just every episode, it seemed like you got one person trauma dumping and that was it. And then it's on to the <laughs> runway. But now we get a little bit more and it's great. I love it. Yes. And the trauma dumping did feel like, okay, you had 90 seconds, bury your soul. We have to go, you know, get to the runway. So yeah, yeah. it seems very quick. We got to move this along. Just... <laughs> Your whole dead dad thing, wrap it up. We got to move. <laughs> Are you going to cry? You're not going to cry? Come on. You, you, yeah. Get a hit your mark. <laughs> um, Anitra won the mini voguing challenge. Uh, and I mean, she was brilliant. I personally yeah. was living for Sasha slightly uh-huh. more. I thought she was amazing. But it was a really good challenge. And it reminded me of, is it, I can never remember. I think it's, is it season eight? Where they do something and, and someone comes out with a loaf of bread and they're doing some sort of <laughs> similar like sort of dance. Uh, yeah, anyway, uh, I yeah, thought it was yeah. great. A nice yeah. return to form of the mini challenge. Um, I'll say I actually also appreciated Selena. Like I uh, uh, felt for flopping. her when she, yeah, <laughs> flapping. I, I, I mean, she fell, and then I, I, I appreciated the, the commitment to the flapping. Oh yeah. So I was thinking, if Selena I was does. in that challenge, how would I do that? Like, if you can't do ballroom dance, like, what do you do? Selena is very committed to the bit. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think with like the mini challenge, mini challenges are not meant to be serious. That's why like Anitra won it for me because she did really good, but also like she was just imbuing a bunch of like humor into it, yeah. just like having fun with it. That's why Sasha didn't win the mini challenge for me, just because okay. she was too good at what she was doing. <laughs> yeah. She was just showing a lot of skill and like yeah, I like I like Mistress a lot too because she was like because mm. Mistress like you say like what do you do if you yeah. don't know how to Vogue. And she's just kind of like playing. She's like, oh, I'm going to do the face category then and just <laughs> mess with people. And then like yeah. this, the death drop where she just sort of got down on her knees and then like rocked backwards oh, into yeah, a death that, drop yeah. position. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she dropped She dropped it like it was lukewarm for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, into... I, I, I was also like kind of impressed by Marsha. Um, also noted mm. that Marsha's outfit looked like something she would wear on the runway and I feel like it shouldn't be that way. You shouldn't be looking at that. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's more runway than a lot of things she has worn on the runway. Yeah. <laughs> okay. On to, the, I guess, the, the Max Challenge. There's there's a bit of them, you know, choosing teams by that bubbly water from the ice cooler. Um, and then they kind of, they're going through their, what they're going to write. They have their walkthrough with um, Annie Wong. Anitra's getting a headache. 
mm. which I don't know didn't really end up anywhere that that, that bit of a storyline. So um, we we just jump into <laughs> the actual performances, or is there anything you want to discuss in that middle bit? Uh, I I would say that like with the um uh, NHL like having a headache, I will say that like Drag Race is a very stressful environment. It's very difficult. There's so much going in your head the whole time you're there, but then at the same time you all too you also have this overwhelming feeling of like i have to make good tv and so to like go into the workroom and have like a migraine while all this is happening yeah. i cannot imagine what she was like going through but also too i think like what you said like the storyline not going anywhere at the time whenever they went and were doing like their walkthroughs and when she had like the migraine and then the next whenever they actually did the comedy challenge that was probably like the next day so that's probably why i didn't go anywhere her headache cleared up but yeah, I can. I definitely felt her pain the entire time. I cannot imagine what she was like going through yeah, mentally, physically, psychologically. Migraine. Yeah, and I, I relate to <laughs> just having one thing on your mind. And as a comedian myself, just then writing the thing last minute, inspired by that thing, but you can't really think straight. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I also like you know, Anitra's not exactly like a complainer or anything so i was like this must be mm-hmm. really bad for her to have to talk about it and feel like, yeah, yeah. She, she definitely gives me like professional vibes because even like the yeah. critiques like they're giving her the critique and she's like sitting there like nodding but you can see the physical pain like on her oh. face like her eyes are just like slightly sad like, she, she's fighting through it yeah every word michelle is telling her is just like nails on a chalkboard to her in that moment like she could feel it right behind her eye just every word <laughs> every syllable. i wonder how many how many doctors want, watching were like wincing at Michelle Visage saying like, oh, ocular migraines? I get those as well. Nothing to worry about. <laughs> Which like, <laughs> I get what she was saying, but I'm sure in some cases that would be something to yeah. <laughs> worry yeah, about. Just walk, just walk it off. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, speaking about physical pain, um, mm. bion- Mistress Bionic Ankle actually was, was, a, was a story that we heard from her today. Through yeah. the guise of like falling out with her mom and like a really, you know, great moment to kind of get to know Mistress a bit better and for her to let down the kind of, you know, the the quote villain, I guess, so to speak. Uh, you know, she's been lovable and a villain at the same time. She's been able to kind of work the two of them. But this was like a really nice moment to share with her. I think Selena did such a good job kind of like holding her hand through that. Mm-hmm. And then I just love anything that's, you know, the, the word bionic always heightens something so right <laughs> i'm just picturing her like you know the terminator or i don't have you seen um i know who killed me by with Lindsay lohan by Lindsay, know. yes by written <laughs> by, and by lindsey lohan. Lindsay yeah. lohan yes indeed but she has a she has a bio, like a a, a a prosthetic leg in that so i was thinking of that and her bio, right. bionic ankle in that um but yeah you should watch robocop it will blow your mind yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't ready <laughs> is she in that i don't know <laughs> Lindsay lohan's robocop yeah, yeah. yes <laughs> uh, i'd watch that okay. yes i would too uh maddie would you rather be on your own or part of a team in this challenge oh on my own 100 percent. i like i i would i feel like i can come up with like material but i would hate relying on somebody else because when someone else is there that's a whole variable that can throw it off like what if they say something wrong or they forget their line and then my joke that responds to it is gone it's just there's mm. too many variables i i hate <laughs> I hate working with a partner when I don't have to or with a group and I don't need to. If I can work solo, I'd rather work solo because if I fail, it's on my own accord. But I don't like I hate the prospect <laughs> of like I might fail because of somebody else's mistake. Mm. Oh, 
that this, odd for me to make a sports reference, but I feel like that when it comes to sports, like I much rather individual sports because I know I'm going to be bad, so I don't have to have any extra guilt of letting the whole team down. So I'd rather right. just suck on my own. So I guess that's the opposite <laughs> direction. I'm yeah. not worried about someone else dragging me down. I'm worried about dragging everyone else down. Uh, and Marsha yeah. had like the perfect circumstance, which is that she didn't choose to be alone. I think if Selena had chosen to be alone, she's going to be looked at through a much different lens. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I agree. I would have loved to be Marsha because you'd get like points for like, oh, OK, you have to be on your own. And yeah. yeah. And then you can come up, come up with your with your own stuff. And you can ham it up, too. You could be yeah. you can be like, oh, no, I'm alone. Oh, no. What am I going to do? I'm so <laughs> nervous. And then like, you have this whole no stress. It's just you give out the best set of your life. Yeah. Boom. I would do a you, whole you're the bit where like challenge. Yes, I would do a bit where like. I had a double act and then the other queen didn't show up or there was like a miscommunication, maybe doing like half of the jokes mm-hmm. or just the punchlines or. I will say that if, if I was in Selena's position, I would have done the same thing of, uh, wait, yeah, it was Selena that stole mistress. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I would not, not even stealing like the best partner, but I would have stolen the partner away from the person that I thought was the weakest. Cause that's just strategy. <laughs> that's just strategy. <laughs> well, I would love to be alone at the same time too. It's like, I can either try to make myself look good or I can make mm. sure that someone else goes home. I see. It depends, it depends how confident I am in that moment. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. yeah. How did you find Marsha's stand-up? Because like, I felt that, you know, I thought there was jokes in there. It, it, it yeah. just felt maybe like, like I kind of felt maybe the edit kind of twisted us off a bit and maybe it was slightly meek, the delivery, which kind of didn't make us feel comfortable to laugh. But like, I thought like... As bad stand-ups go in this show, this wasn't mm-hmm. up there with them. I thought that was no, really no. It, it, it wasn't like the the most awful, but at the same time too, I feel like it wasn't bad enough that it was iconic. You know, it wasn't Laganja Estranja no. level. Yeah. Props to you your know. mama. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of dry, yeah. like you're a badoy not. Like it wasn't. Like, <laughs> if it's gonna if it's gonna be the worst, like send you home snatch game, I want or, or not send you home snatch game. If it's gonna be like send you home performance, I want that at least. But. Yeah. No, I thought she did fine. I don't think anyone did bad per se, but you know, some people kind of stood out. I really did not like the format of the teams though. That kind of took mm-hmm. it out for me. I, I really wanted to see what they could do individually. The whole team aspect, I don't know. I didn't enjoy it. I feel like it kind of watered it down because it also gave some queens, like you said, like we didn't get the iconically bad performances because they had somebody to bounce off of. You know, throw them out there, let them sink or swim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you were giving uh, notes to Marsha, Erin, what would they be? I would have come up with a stronger point of view than just sort of lightly poking fun at the makeup thing and being young. I also never find jokes about like being young funny. Like, who cares? Like, as if in on our planet, being young is a bad thing. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, exactly. Yeah, I I was impressed with her comfortability. Like, I think she was really nervous, but wasn't showing it mm. um, but I also don't remember a ton of the jokes yeah it didn't seem to really affect her despite what we were told was like no one really laughing so mm. she's taking in her stride you know so I thought that was pretty good Yeah. Uh, Lux and Lucy were up next and now Lux seems to have that thing that RuPaul loves Son Gottmik you know where it's a queen who goes into an area that they're probably not particularly au fait with and just turn it out because you know as the episode unfurls you're kind of like okay looks could be in trouble she was speaking too fastly in the run through but then when she gets up on stage brilliant job 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think with Lux, Lux is a very confident person. Even if it's not her wheelhouse, she's a very confident, self-assured human being, which I think helps you in the comedy challenge. I think yeah. with comedy, even if like your jokes aren't the best, as long as you're like confident about them, you can kind of sell mm-hmm. it to people a little bit. Totally. Yeah, I think that's like, most I of think it. Lux's confidence tells the audience like you're supposed to laugh now. This <laughs> yeah. This is a funny joke. And she's yeah. got a clear <laughs> shtick and point of view as a drag performer. Like you get mm-hmm. who she is. I thought their whole run of jokes about being white was very fun uh, and, you know, ended perfectly. And then even like, you know, it's hard to know how much Lucy wrote, how much Lux wrote, how much it was a collaborative effort. Um, But like even I enjoyed, you know, I'm late for my lobotomy. I don't know what it was about that. I feel like I've heard it before, but I'm still really enjoying it. Yeah. 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 You can tell Lucy's a really fun host queen. Like I would love Mm -hmm. to see a night that she was running. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was. Yeah, I, I like as we see like some of the lip syncs and stuff. Like Lucy is not like the big tricks, death drops, crazy performer, but I guarantee she is probably the best person there for like a drag bingo. Mm. Like she is yeah. the girl, a good brunch number. Like she's that yeah. girl. I think she's also way bitchier than she realizes. Like she does <laughs> just have big bitch energy, which is part of the reason why <laughs> she's a great drag queen. And it's weird that yeah. she's so defensive about that. Yeah, because uh, Mistress is, has that same energy, but she knows it and she owns it. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Like, Lucy's like, like, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, I'm not a bitch. I'm just the best. And yeah. in the talking head, <laughs> I came second last week. So I think you need to shut up. Uh, I, like, I, I, I mean, now now we're caring about the placings. Yeah. If you can't yeah. say in the same breath, like, I should have been first, and then also say that your place matters. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you can't use that as an argument. I love the queens fighting over a silver medal this season. So many challenges where they're like, no, I was second. No, I was second. It's like, why are you fighting over second? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it doesn't, ex- it does not exist. I don't think the judges yeah. talk about it if they don't have to. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like you, you win, you go home or you're just in the bottom too. Like that's really the only three placements that really matter. Other than yeah. if you're not that, you're safe. Sasha and Anitra are up next. I loved what Sasha was wearing. First of all, so like that, I was excited yeah. to see that. <laughs> yeah. Then this was like, I felt just like a series of non sequiturs. It was mm-hmm. very strange. Yeah, it was the whole theme of being high. Being high is really hard to make funny. Mm-hmm. Really, really hard. <laughs> Shout out like, to Laganja again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like, like being high is more about you think things are funny, not so much of like mm-hmm. you're being funny. I've never like ran into yeah. a person like high on like, you know, smoking too much marijuana. And I'm like that. You're just the funniest person. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. The no. only the only way to make high funny, I think, is if you have high characters who are trying to accomplish something. Mm-hmm. And like they a can't. Cheech and Chong type. Thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or even like Dumb and Dumber, mm-hmm. even though they're not technically high in that. But that kind of that kind of thing. Yeah. But they just seemed yeah. kind of cool, <laughs> you know? Yeah, mm. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. I didn't think it was that bad though. I kind of, I kind of liked the weirdness of it. Yeah, I think they both have such great stage presence as well that, like, you know, you could buy Sasha Colby saying anything, even if it's not funny. You'd kind of just, you just hang on her, her every word. And it seemed like in the in the walkthrough, she had like quite a tight set lined up. So I don't really know what happened then once Anisha's headache went away and they started writing together because even like that joke, she was like. 
she never told that joke which was oh Lux and Lucy they're like Penn and Teller but but blah 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 like we never heard that joke in the end mm. and then Selena and Mistress they shared their hookup dramas um, they certainly had cut it down from the walkthrough but it it did I don't know did, did you feel it was drawn out it did kind of go on a bit but I think that was also because they made you aware that it had gone on a long time yeah. in the past it did go on a little bit I personally like I like a good story setup sometimes but it's like a really funny joke at the end but also too like whenever you're like telling this really long story it seems like the whole story is just built around these little canned bits leading up to it I don't know it, it yeah. didn't feel like a natural like stand-up like joke it felt very much like a one know, like a, re- a retelling of a funny story I don't know yeah it felt like the to me it felt like dialogue before <laughs> a musical number in like a bad <laughs> musical I think it felt like a drag down because you got what the joke was the second that mistress started talking the second that she was like he was six five and you're like okay it's the same guy yeah and then the yeah. whole <laughs> story yeah. like I think it yeah. should have been mistress saying that she hooked up with somebody Selena telling the story and then the smelling of the ring or the tasting of the gem or whatever mm. yeah yeah, kind of like I think weird. maybe I missed something during like the run throughs and stuff, but it also felt like too, like instead of just giving like a stand up, like them and drag doing stand up, it felt like they all were putting on like a certain character. Were they supposed to? Did I miss something? I I was confused. They were well, all doing like, characters. Yeah. Well, it was weird because I think they said stand up at one point, but then they're also saying double act, which is a kind of different thing. Like if you're thinking about like a more traditional sort of like, French and Saunders or like a vaudeville burlesque like double act or old school Hollywood things that used to happen a lot more in the US and still happen in uh, the UK. Yeah, but so it seemed like it seemed like it was they it was confused what they were meant to do. So maybe they just didn't want to limit it. I don't know. I felt like they needed to play characters in order to be able to bounce off each other. Yeah. So they both took a role at a point of view. Otherwise, yeah. they're just two people doing stand up arguing this, for yeah. airtime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I feel like Mistress is such like an effort, effortlessly funny person. But like in this challenge, I thought she was fine. But like her character, it almost sounded like her in the uh, the sitcom episode. Mm. Like the character she does, like the way she talks. And she's yeah. like, I went up to him and I told him this. And then this happened. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, that's not how you talk. But why are you doing this like for the stand up? It was like so yeah. exaggerated. Yeah. And I was just like, oh. it was well, still funny. Are... But it was yeah. so interesting choice of like doing a character for this. A mistress did a better job, I think, like ad-libbing or, you know, scripted ad-libbing Ser- mm-hmm. Selena's story, which allowed mm-hmm. Selena the space to break the story and add a punchline. And Selena didn't seem to repay the favor too much to mistress. Mistress just kind of took hold of, you know, for whatever, however it worked out that then mistress was kind of just left telling her story on her own. So mm. I think that kind of is a point for mistress from like a collaboration point of view that she was able to like elevate mm-hmm. Selena's story more yeah i did think like selena's energy was so big that even though the story was kind of whatever it was interesting and engaging like it would have fallen on its face if she had lost her confidence at any point and would have been like a horrible thing okay category on the runway was rip her to shreds first up was Marsha. maddie do you want to have a go describing the looks (laughs) erin and i take turns so uh (laughs) We'd love to pass the baton over to an actual queen. Yeah. So Miss Marsha, Marsha, Marsha is coming out in a 
slinky little gown moment that is torn up and she has a sash that says miss nyc um her storyline being that she won the pageant and the other girls were jealous and started ripping her dress apart and she also has like black mascara streaming down to look like she's been crying Mm -hmm. um this is this looks like the aftermath version of lucy's from (laughs) a year or two ago this is I, Lucy especially after she claws herself apart after not winning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I love a good story on the runway. I really do. I, if, if you could tell a story and have a nice garment, mm. I'm all here for it. I feel like this has a, a fun story, but I don't like the garment as much. They tried to dock her for saying Lucy had like something similar, but it's like she already brought this to Drag Race. So what's she going to do? <laughs> so yeah. gonna like play. Michelle Basie was like, you should have made something backstage, which I felt was unfair. <laughs> Yeah, but I do wish so, the dress was a little bit more impressive. Like you had like really yeah. a nice, like crazy detailed dress or something that was then ripped up. Mm-hmm. And then also her makeup doesn't even look like tears. It looks like she's in a, a local metal band. <laughs> yeah, the makeup looks cool, <laughs> but yeah, it doesn't look like tears. I also yeah. didn't need it so ripped up at the bottom. Like I mm. kind of confuses the thing. I will say that when Lucy came out with the look that they said is similar, I was thinking like, ah, oh, this is... So you see so many pageant girl crying looks, but Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. But I agree. I don't blame Marsha for using this look and not sewing something new uh, right before the runway. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And the the black again, like you said, it reminds you. I think there's like a Billie Eilish video where she cries like black liquid over eyes. So it kind of gave that more so than. Because mm-hmm. like the the strokes, I guess of the of the mascara are so clearly like shaped that you know like you know tears wouldn't yeah. run that way, or even like like smudge it out a little bit. It was the same thing with like her runway, um, uh, that was the tie dye runway where she had like the bloody nose, where it's like it didn't yes. look like blood. Yeah, I think I think yeah. she uh I think she has more faith in her abilities to do running liquid than she. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I Not think her the tears. Suit. The tears fuck with the story. I think it's funnier if she's won and she's still ecstatically happy. I know they were like happy tears, but obviously mm-hmm. you immediately think that tears are sad. Yeah. yeah. I think it would have been funnier That's if true, she was actually. just ecstatic. A, a, a small gripe too, which it's the same gripe I'm going to have for someone else in a little bit, but the hair, if you're going to have this distress, you are being attacked, ripped apart. The hair, I think should be a little I distressed know. too. Yeah, yeah, true. Oh yeah, she had on the back of her head gems representing the blood right oh, that her she? hair had been torn out yeah, oh, yeah there's not a, okay yeah there's not a picture here but yeah she had said that someone had pulled the hair out of out of the back of her head but i don't think she's doing mm-hmm. enough to make things feel super conceptual like that like mm-hmm. you're yeah. like you're like you're saying about like the tears and stuff like she should just do the real thing because it's not heightened enough to really like and also how she sold it on the runway she should come out like panting like she's just like (laughs) fight for her life rather than like smiling you know through the tears and they announced her name and and she like just stumbled into frame and or like you said if she only had one shoe on or something i like little things to kind of zhuzh it up next up was lucy (laughs) lucy is coming out in the category is beige Everything is like a new, <laughs> the same color. <laughs> yeah. She is painted completely white with a vampire with rosy cheeks. 
um, which is an interesting choice for a vampire with no blood. But besides yeah. the point, <laughs> I should go for very like Victorian, the big hair. I honestly, I honestly like this look. I don't like elements of it, but I like the look. It's, it's a little messy, but I think it's supposed to. It. I think this is a look mm. that's not meant to see be seen up close. It's meant to be seen from far away. I think it's really impactful. I do wish the outfit was a little bit easier to make sense with like, the details because everything is so like yeah. monochromatic though. She yeah. looks like a, a scary little pound cake. <laughs> Great drag name. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> little pound cake, yeah, who's been bitten by a vampire basically. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I get that, I get that. And also the way she paints her lips, we've discussed this before, like she paints her lips in a way that feels like she's kind of pouting or snarling, which kind of gives mm-hmm. her this element of resting bitch face. Mm-hmm. And that has translated, I feel, onto the vampire that like even we're looking at her here smiling, it kind of looks like it's a fake smile. Whichever way I she know, paints the lips, I know. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's strange. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I like, mean, I like it, the, sorry. Oh, I was going to say, if that's, your, if that's your drag character, that's fine. But then you can't do that mm. and be like, why does everyone think I'm... <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Those like, lips. She's, I'm not bad. I'm just painted that way. <laughs> Drawn that way. Oh, boy. Yeah, I, I like the look too, but I don't know if it read as um, ripped to shreds. Mm. Like, it, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I, for, I forgot the runway category for a second. Yeah, you're right. It is only just like a little at the bottom. It's it's lightly singed for shreds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah somewhat frayed for, yeah. yeah. So, oh, shit. Somewhat fray her to shreds. Light distressing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, looks was next with a, a, an ode to 1986 RuPaul from the punk band Wee Wee Pole. So Lux is coming out. She looks like a flamboyant Mad Max character. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was a fun look. It it did to me seem like a little too clean almost. Because mm. even RuPaul, something about RuPaul felt a little distressed. But it, it was a good yeah. homage. I'm being nitpicky because <laughs> we yeah, can. I will say oh, yeah. Lux is very smart in that like a lot of what mm-hmm. she does, I think does pander, uh, pander, pander to RuPaul's tastes. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know she did. She wore a Bob Mackie look that RuPaul's worn before. She's dressing up in a look that RuPaul did a long time ago. Like I, I think she's very in tune with RuPaul. Like she did a lot of yeah. homework on RuPaul and is just trying to, you know, show this and show it to RuPaul. Like, hey, you remember this? I'm just like you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is true. But I also think she is showing her knowledge of fashion catalogs and knowing mm. looks and designers and stuff like that which we know Rue loves as well so I, like I think you know she's making a good stake at, at being the fashion you know she's I guess the, the fashion queen of the season to a certain degree because she gets all the references you know and, and she shows that she gets the references too yeah and she's dragging up an already draggy look which is yeah impressive yeah yeah because yeah, this was like this was back whenever RuPaul was kind of doing club kid stuff and the punk rock. And it was a little bit less um, glam drag in like the sense right. that drag like RuPaul does today. But she mm. added a little bit more drag to that like kind of punk aesthetic. I will say, though, talking about the references, I think that Lux does know her references. But I also think that kind of loses your sense of like who you are, because a lot of what she does it's not her take on stuff. It's direct references. Like the Bob Mackie look was a direct, which is fine because it's Beyonce. 
uh, but her hairball was a direct Mugler recreation. This is a direct RuPaul recreation. She's really recreating a lot of stuff, but it's like, what's your spin on it, though? Sure. That's fair. Mm. That's fair. Did yeah. Rue have the uh, face makeup that looked like a hot cross bun? I think yeah. so. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, that's, that's canon. <laughs> <Canada. Yeah. laughs> uh, and bless uh, Rue getting choked up. Uh, I know. Look. Like it's kind of like it's so sincere, which is why it's cool to be that way. You know, for bagging on Lucy, RuPaul is just like, I think I'm great. I knew I was going to be great. The end. Yeah. Welcome to my. To, I'm glad you read my book. <laughs> I know. There's there's a real audacity to like crying at your own narcissism. <laughs> <on TV. laughs> it's so wild that he makes that endearing. It's so crazy. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Testament to his power. Yeah. Uh, Sasha was next. Sasha comes out very early 2000s red carpet, all denim look, like the multi-print denim like g-rag and like mm. is it a, i can't tell if it's a gown or if it's a two-piece i think it's a two-piece right it's yeah. a two-piece i think yeah. Like, yeah. It, it's so torn out that it's hard to tell but yeah, it has yeah. The arm cuffs. i think it's this, like a mini looks, skirt with a cape i think this it's looks what, like the outfit I that i wore at the reunion up. oh yeah and got oh, ripped yeah. and got ripped to shreds i think it's a really nice <laughs> outfit i do it's a it's a, a little too busy for me just because like I like I think the little fringe and stuff just kind of like adds a little bit more chaoticness to what is already like a really busy outfit. But she looks really nice. It's a really I, I really like it. Sasha's really smart at putting together looks that make your eyes bounce around so much because it is mm. like looking at it still. It is so busy. But on the runway, it's hard to notice that because you're looking at everything and it's all kind of a similar color so it looks like it all works together if you were to pull it apart maybe mm. and be... i guess we're looking at static photos when she's yeah. walking it's constantly moving in your eyes you don't even get yeah. really a chance to kind of mm. sit generally because it's kind of just like huge you know amorphous mm. fashion shape that's coming down the runway at you yeah. i can't imagine having to detangle this oh you, my like, god or trying, to, or trying to find out which way is up whenever you pull it out of like a <laughs> bag or something yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely oh. yeah very tlc is is as well mm -hmm. mm, yeah uh anitra then is up next yes so anitra is wearing this black and pink ripped up cat suit well it's not really ripped up but it's like the black overlay over the pink is kind of ripped up she has a skirt half skirt thing that goes down to the floor on one leg a shoulder piece with little spikes that matches an earpiece with spikes um, I really like this runway. I didn't like the story of it. If she was just like, <laughs> this is a black and pink Lotus outfit that flower. fit the category. I think I look sickening. I would have been like, perfect. But she told this story <laughs> about how like she's a lotus coming out of the mud. Mm. And I was like, I don't understand the connection. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get that either. For me, when I look at it, it feels more like like larvae or like a caterpillar breaking out of a chrysalis or something, a metamorphosis of yeah. into a butterfly. Uh, it, yeah, that's what that like. I got more butterfly than I did lotus flower. Yeah. It gave Which me alien pop star. Oh, yeah, yeah. Even that. That's I don't know. I, I think maybe she was. She probably said something about how it's like kind of like a lotus. She thought of a lotus, and then the production's like, "Can you elaborate on that? Tell us a little more." <laughs> and she's like, oh, um, like you okay. know, a lotus. Like it's in mud, and you know that it comes. Yeah. Out. yeah Do you yeah. kind of feel like you're a lotus coming out of mud? <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's just like, she's like i was a lotus coming out of the mud 
but they didn't pick me. I crystallized, and now I'm a glass yeah. on the <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's been much. I like the look. I don't understand the story, but I honestly yeah. like. I like a good story on the runway, but I, a good reference. But sometimes I think you don't need a story. Like mm. if it's just a fun garment, like let that be the yeah. story. Like it's just a fun, colorful outfit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, Selena, I look forward to hearing your description of this. <laughs> yes. So. Selena's interpretation of this look is a mother uh, going across the border. She has an all beige outfit that's kind of torn up. She has a poncho blanket thing that's kind of wrapped around her that she's using as like a, a little shawl moment. Um, I, I liked the story of this. I thought it was really beautiful what she was trying to say, but I feel like the outfit mm-hmm. itself wasn't really impactful because when you're looking at it, it's not giving a dress that got torn up while crossing the border. It's just like a really yeah. strange material. It's like weird layering on it. And it's the same problem I had with uh, Lucy's where it's like all so monochromatic that it's hard to make sense mm-hmm. of. I don't know. Everything yeah. in it is just like white, beige, and eggshell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's again and it's- the same thing I had before where it's like if you're this disheveled person doing all this, why isn't the hair a little messier? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why is it know. a gown that she's wearing crossing the order or is it meant to be a gown yeah i can't actually work out what's going on below the waist is it a gown yeah is it's, it like, it's like a weird gown? like, like high low skirt or like with a skirt with a train on it um and then also she has like this necklace that like matches the dress i don't know there's a lot of interesting yeah. choices happening so here. The, she said the look is inspired by her mom which is mm-hmm. lovely and I, I, hearing her mom has you know is battling cancer whatever and untucked as well adds an extra sentimentality to it which is really nice and again the story that she tries to represent women escaping to a better life i was like that's all lovely and all but i i don't get that from what i'm seeing finally then was mistress um i loved this I like I like this too. It's very kind of like Princess Peach. Like she's like this little bubblegum princess, but then she's like all singed and burnt up. But the same issue that I've had twice. Why is the hair so pretty and perfect? Yeah. So it's it's what like the gentleman prefer blondes, but like you know has been held over a candle and is like burnt, uh-huh. and the stuffing is the tool is popping out of the dress. Um, yeah. Like this patch is missing on the on the gloves and stuff like that. But it was a fun way to reinvent. I look that's been done a lot, but is iconic as well. Yeah, I do love the burning. I think it, it's hard to do that well. I think we have seen it done well, but I think it's harder than it looks for it to look cohesive. I yeah, kind of wish the skirt like was a little holes. longer or mm. less poofy. I personally like the skirt, the skirt length. I like the yeah. little poofy, little smaller skirt. I'm here for it. Like how the tool is just kind of poking out of the side. I think the skirt being as poofy as it is, like a little short, really poofy skirt, it does bring a lot of attention to it. So that's kind of like yeah. what your eyes are drawn to, which is yeah. like the point of the look. So I don't know. I like it. Yeah. So we get the first, I maybe the first or one of very few actual judges deliberations now that we're in 60, you know, yeah. yes. which is nice to hear them actually <laughs> oh. talk with each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah. it's wild that they pay this money to have these celebrities come on or the celebrities pay them i don't know how it works regardless (laughs) (laughs) celebrities are coming on the show and then they just like they were like i loved your outfit boom done it's like Mm -hmm. yeah i'm gonna let them give critiques at least Mm, i know we are Meg Salter, I, I felt was such a you know it was she's such a legend i was so great to see her on the show but then like she got cut down so much so Mm -hmm. it's a shame um 
I genuinely was worried for Lucy's mental health because I thought that because Lux had done the RuPaul look and obviously got better feedback than Lucy did that Lux was going to take the win. Mm -hmm. And I honestly thought that Lucy would have like stamped a hole in the ground, you know, (laughs) (laughs) with anger. The last review video that I did, I said that they have one more time to play in her face and she's going to let loose. She's going to let loose. She's going to. Yeah, this is another one where I thought like, I don't know. I don't know if it's gonna help her getting that getting that win though. We'll we'll see. I don't know. <laughs> like um, mental health wise. Yeah. yeah. It might might be yeah. too much confirmation bias if they do give her a win. She might feel a little too uh, yeah. vindicated. Yeah. Well, I think or she deserves or she, to win. I think mm-hmm. she deserved to win as well. Or or my guess is she'll play it like, oh yeah, it's not it's no big deal. And everyone's gonna be like, No, you have been painting us with your complaints about being safe. For the last few weeks the reason mm-hmm. why that i think that is so unlikable is because it just speaks to this weird sense of entitlement and if you're i mean you could speak to this maddie like if you're in a competition with other people and someone's mad about not winning the the thing is like hey we all want to win everyone wants to win yeah. we're all competing I, I, we're all in a competition i i, I remember um the, the first one of the first challenges i think it was the first design challenge and Jasmine didn't win. She was just safe. Mm. And like, she should have known she wasn't going to win. It wasn't a bad garment, but like, right. it wasn't a winning garment. But I remember like we came back from the episode and she started crying because she thought she was going to win. The fact that she wasn't the winner of the challenge. I'm like, there's like 14 people here. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, Little girl, why are you crying? Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um. uh. So anyway, Lux and Lucy do win, which brings them up to a tally of two, which means they're both kind of second for the most wins mm-hmm. so far this season. Um, I wonder how she feels, though, that she has to share her win. <laughs> I, I think we saw that. when she went backstage that she was perfectly happy with sharing the win. There was a big beaming smile on her face. She oh, was okay she? with it. Oh. So, yeah. In the photo we just saw, you know? Like, she was <laughs> I think Lux is pissed that she has to share the win. Mm. Yeah, probably. Yeah. That's fair. Selena and Mistress were safe, which I was happy about because I was worried they were going to put Selena in the bottom. I didn't think she deserved mm-hmm. to be there. So I was glad that she's safe for another week. And that meant it was either Sasha and Anitra or Marsha that were in the bottom. And Sasha was ultimately safe, leaving Marsha and Anitra in the bottom two for definitely one of the top five lip syncs of the show's yeah. history. Incredible. To Doja Cat's bitch boss or yeah. boss bitch. Um a bitch I, boss. A that's, bitch a, boss. that's an entirely <laughs> different song. <laughs> to Doja Cat's hit song, Boss Baby. Bitch <laughs> 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 um, Controversial opinion, maybe. I feel Marsha should have won. That is a controversial Ooh. opinion. No, I, I, I thought she did good, but I feel like Marsha was doing kind of a lot of like random little stunts they were all good and she sold the song well but like anitra gave a very cohesive performance for me the moment that anitra jumped over marcia i said this in a different interview or different a different review there was an episode a while back where jack's lip synced against someone i can't remember who it was but i remember there was a moment i thought she was about to jump over the other person very like Honey Balenciaga, Michaela at the latex ball. Uh, if you don't know that, you should look it up. And so moment she jumps over. And I I, I said, if Jax had jumped over her, she would have won that lip sync for me immediately. 
And then a few episodes yeah. later, here we are. And Nitra literally dove over her while she was like on the ground. And it's like, it's not even just the fact that she could do it. Cause I mean, like a lot of queens can probably like dive do a little somersault but the fact that like she had the mindset and like the quick thinking of like she doing her dance doing her lip sync knowing the words knowing the choreo, mm -hmm. choreo she's doing and then seeing that and seeing the opportunity and seizing it i'm just mm -hmm. like she won like she won this for me look i don't i i don't argue that i think each did a better performance i just i think me as a viewer i found myself rooting for marcia because i feel she was the underdog and i think she held her mm -hmm. own and I think the fact that it's a rusical next week, I just was oh, wondering, like, shame. for yeah. the yeah. show, would it have been better if Marsha stayed for period entertainment purposes? I, 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 I think it should have been a double, a double Shantae. I mm. agree. I mean, there's been double Shantae's for a lot less than that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think last week should have been a double sachet, personally. Mm. Um, yeah, that, that was... Beyonce is not no, she's not dead she's not rolling in her grave she is rolling in her queen size <laughs> silk sheet bed but yeah that should have been a double sachet and because of that this one could have been a double shante mm. and then we still would have had the correct amount for the rusical but instead miss marcia goes home the theater kid yeah, goes home I the know. moment before the rusical yeah great attitude though and i you know Marsha's so new as well. And I know that the lip syncs are, are meant to just be judging the lip syncs, but I feel like it'd be impossible to not also just think about how consummately good and more consistently good Anitra is in that pairing. It is such a shame we won't see Marsha in the Rusical, but I loved like how proud she was of herself and she absolutely should be. And it's it's really nice to see someone go out like with the feeling of, pride like yourself you know like a happy breath a hap like a happy pride <laughs> yeah. what i just said those were the words i just said i yeah i kind of think now after this episode that anitra might not make the final four the top four i'm kind of thinking is it shaping up to be sasha mistress lucy and lux um so if anitra slash like i think selena's probably going soon so i was going to be anitra slash marcia as the fifth place i probably would want to keep marcia just see her in the musical so i don't know it's a difficult one but i think like i watched her on watch a packing and like i don't know obviously she's however many months long since recording the show she seems <laughs> sounds like you're talking about really... a pregnancy like yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's not even showing no, she's not even showing. Just like Lucy last week, um, yeah. she really has everything. She can sew, she can perform, she can dance, she can act. She probably just needs a bit more confidence in her stand up. I think she is poised for like a really good All Stars run. Yeah, Marsha, right? Yeah, Marsha. Yeah, yeah. I I think so too. I think Irene is also someone that we mm -hmm. should have seen a lot more of. I think she has some of the best drag on the season, some of the best paint, and, like, she would have brought so much drama. I'm ashamed if we, shame we didn't see more of her. Maddie, thank you so much for joining us today. It was lovely to have you along and to yeah. speak serious and jovial matters in this mm -hmm. last, you know, hour and a bit. And you uh, killed it with the uh, with the breakdowns of the of the looks. Yes. Thank you for Absolutely. bringing oh, your expertise. Thank you. <laughs> Try. Do you, have, do you have anything coming up that you'd like to, to shout about? Um, I have not a whole lot. I mean, like, well, yeah, I do, but like, not like as far as like shows and stuff. Um, 
there's a lot of things in the works. I'm mostly like focusing a lot more online. If you're in Vegas, you can probably find me at some shows here doing some brunches and things. Um, if you're online, which we all are terminally at this point, <laughs> uh, you can find me on my YouTube channel, also on Instagram, Twitter at Metamorphosis. But my YouTube channel is what really is growing and taking off right now. I do a, a drag race reviews on my channel as well, but most, my main content is doing some interview shows called Give It To Me Straight. I have a lot of uh, amazing guests lined up and a lot of really exciting things happening soon with that. So definitely stay tuned. So there we go. That was the comedy challenge. Two queens, one joke. And I have to say, mm-hmm. whenever I hear like two blank, one blank, I unfortunately just think of the infamous porn video two girls one cup such that one day i walked into the kitchen when i was living at home and my mom had taken a selfie with my sister and the dog and she was discussing the <laughs> caption and she was like oh i'll say two girls one pup and i like spat out my drink <laughs> i was like you can't say that you can't did say you know like, no did you i know had to she, explain it to her which did she, she didn't know she had just no, heard she just the came phrase. up with it and i had to be like no that's like very close to wow. a, you know, blah, blah, blah. and she was like oh thank god you were here i mean top comedy queen yeah. your mom <laughs> <I know. laughs> two girls went i mean i need to find a female friend and grab a dog and we're gonna go for a photo shoot because <laughs> i kind of yeah. love that it's such a disgusting video but it because it's from forever ago it almost feels wholesome to me or like <laughs> like lovingly nostalgic yeah, they, like oh yeah he's come back around and they're in favor you know we just mm. weren't in the right place as a culture to accept them at the time Good challenge this week. It was a real proof of concept that I, you know, Drag Race works best at 60 minutes long. It felt nicely paced. Mm-hmm. There was, you got to know people. It kind of just makes me want them to release the 60 minute edit of every episode. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Well, look, that's another episode of Sister Pod. If you are missing us dearly, you can head over to Instagram and, you know, share your thoughts with us on the latest episode at Sister Otherwise, you wait for the next episode uh, next week. Until then, we'll see you. Love you. Bye. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. Thank <laughs> you.